This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We talk about workplace romance and a boyfriend with a bit of a drinking problem. Check it out, share with friends. the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Santa of York Labs. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'm going to say it again. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for getting involved. Thank you for telling a friend. You might notice that my opening, a little bit different today. I'm like, the hello, uh, we're going to move on from it. <laughs> right? Shelby, we got the numbers back. 60% of you were skipping the hello, which I, I understand why. You know what's happening. You know what's going on. But at the same time, I'm literally exhausting myself at the beginning of this podcast, right? I, I, I feel like I'm losing steam for other things. You're really putting in a lot of work there. Yeah, and I at the live show, which we're going to get to in a second, the live show, a speech pathologist came up to me and she was genuinely concerned. She says, do you do that every episode or do you like tape it? I'm like, I do it every episode. She was like... You're gonna like hurt your voice. Mm. You have a good voice, and you're gonna hurt. You know, you're you're genuinely hurting yourself. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then I, I, uh, it's funny because this is kind of like a metaphor for life. And I'm gonna bring in our guest because I'm super excited to have him here, and I think he's gonna have a good opinion on this. Yeah, keep looking at me like, should I talk? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Seton <laughs> Smith, thank you for coming back. Thanks for yeah, thanks for having. And me, OKP, man. it's good to have you, original awesome. key player. So. Oh yeah, I was here in the early days before you were huge. <laughs> yeah, right. This is an enormous <laughs> success story from the you know the attic of a comedy club. I <laughs> I, I uh, and, and all of you should go find Seton. So funny, fantastic. If you don't know him already, thank at you. Seton Smith on Twitter and Instagram at yeah. Seton Smith. He's coming to Houston. This weekend, March 9th and 10th. March 9th and 10th. The joke joint. Joke joint, yo. But also DC Improv the next week, 16th and 17th, through a little tour. We have DC people. Do you? I think we got we got a DC listenership because they've been asking for me to come down there. So go see Seton. I, I, you're going to have a fun time. He's going to be at the Improv Please. the 16th and 17th. So go to DC Improv's web, website or go to Seton's uh, go to Seton's Instagram page. I'm sure you're going to post about it. I'm posting now. At Seton Smith on Instagram. And you're going to be able to get tickets to his show. And I can tell you, I love watching Seton on stage. He's so funny. He's Thanks, got man. great thoughtful material and it's really good and you're going to love it. So oh. go to the show in D.C. in Houston, March 9th, D.C., the 16th and 17th. Now, like I was kind of thinking, like I was talking with my dad about the hello. Mm -hmm. You know I do a ridiculous long hello at the beginning Wonderful. of the show. Wonderfully warm. And, and it's warm and it's supposed to exude energy because mm -hmm. I like that this podcast moves. Absolutely. You, some podcasts, and you've been a guest on some, mm -hmm. it feel, you're like, when does this start? Yeah, and they change their voice to be really soft. So like off, t off mic, they're like, hey, da, 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 yeah. and they're like, all right, we're action? Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm yeah. the uh, podcast. And all of a like, sudden, they, the they, they get all chamomile. Yeah. You're like, Jesus. You. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do, it's this idea of like, once you start something, are you stuck in that thing? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, and hello is a stupid thing, but the stupidest things are the ones that are easiest to talk about mm -hmm. to, for the things that aren't stupid in our lives. Absolutely. So it's like, when can I, you know, when can I get out of this? 
long 30-second <laughs> hello that makes me out of breath and mm. is just a fun thing that I did, and now it's over. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hard, too, because you want to, like, like as sometimes when you're on stage and you do something and then you go, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Then, you, then it's not that the crowd thinks of you like a bitch, mm. but they feel the bitch energy, right? And so and they're the, just yeah. like, oh, I can't respect nobody who can't even respect their own movement. Sure. And so, like, that's what I'm like, I want you to stop saying hello yeah. for your own voice. <laughs> but I don't want people to think you're a bitch either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what you should do. The bitch stuff. Yeah, well, this, <laughs> it is interesting. You're right. Because that, that, Well, that's like a man thing, too. Like, I've been doing it this way forever. Yeah. I will not change because I cannot be not less of a man than I was before. Exactly. Got to trump it up, yo. Well, that's the thing. People, this is the way people vote. This is mm. the way people, you know, react to stories in the news where, you know, all these stories that are swirling around right now and, uh, and I'm not a political person, but I, I mean, the stuff with guns and abortion. Tribalism, they're and calling it. Tribalism. tribalism. We're turning into tribes. We're backing into corners and then defending those corners no matter how much bullshit goes on in that corner. Even though all our corners have contradictions and make no sense. To all of them. All, it's crazy. And <laughs> you look at, uh, and that's why this is kind of the podcast. I like to think that this is a... This is a place for nuanced conversation. Oh, classy. And I do believe in that because you and I listen to another podcast, a, a similar show, yes. and I respect that show, the Tony Kornheiser show. Awesome. because I, I really do respect that show because mm -hmm. it is a lot of different opinions and gray and, you know, you can hear people thinking out what they're saying as they're giving an opinion. It's not just fuck that person. It's no. not just that. No, and that's no, never no. the story. And because it's like, it's, I, honestly, I saw that trend happening in sports outside of Tony. That's like kind of why I got away from sports. Sure. Is because they got, they turned into politics where they mm -hmm. would just have these incredibly uh, absurd stands yeah. and be so passionate <laughs> about them. Like that wide receiver for dropping the ball, well, not even dropping the ball. If he misses practice, sure. they'll have some Stupid, like Mark, what was it? Mark, uh, Mark, what's the old former Broncos dude who's um, who's a piece of trash? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> only because like when he played, he used to break people's ACLs, right? Oh. And then when he started, and then when he started getting on the mic, he was just like, you know what? I love everybody, and we need to be right. Whatever, man. Uh, uh, it was uh, the linebacker, linebacker dude. Yeah. Who was a like. And he went to he went to this is great radio. He went to um, <laughs> he went to Oakland, right? Yeah, and then but he yeah, but he also was in he was a Bronco. Sure, sure. But point being, he used to be like I remember there was some trouble in Cleveland, and he was like that wide receiver needs a look into the people of Cleveland, look in their eye and, and apologize for being late to practice. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck it's up, like, dude. You used to <laughs> traumatize people's brains. Yeah, yeah. You give people you you're the reason someone can't eat cereal right now. Right. Yeah. It's just like oh, I can't believe you argue with his. Contract. So it's got very like, but then if you turn to like MSNBC or Fox, they have mm. the different colors on the set, but it's built the same and they get just as, as passionate. It's so if I didn't know the language, I wouldn't know what the fuck they were talking yeah. about. I'm like, I just know whatever they're talking about must be important. If an alien came to Earth and watched Fox and CNBC, whatever their station, they'd be going, this is the same thing. It's Sports Center. It is. It's, it's just Sports like Center. And I noticed it with, um, I used to try and do it. Anytime you try to do a joke mm -hmm. about NFL football is where this is the most true yes because people receive protect their nfl team as if it's a family member yes and it really is connected to their per and especially men it's uh football teams seem to be connected to their personal pride and their and their personal self-worth yeah. a lot of times which is crazy because it'll be like i watched a shitty team for years That's and, I, <laughs> and i deserve this and yeah. and i remember i would try i did this joke about that topic a little mm. bit and I, every time i try and bring up a team to reference it so mm -hmm. i'd be like yeah like a bill if i would mention the bills mm -hmm. and then someone in the crowd I've, I've talked about 
race. You know, I've talked about exactly. sex. I, I've talked about so many subjects. Mm -hmm. Not one person yells out, but when I reference the Buffalo Bills, every time I bring up Buffalo Bills, someone in the crowd will go, oh, stop, stop, stop. Wow. Not about, you know, no, don't do that to us. Wow. And it's like, and it was every team, <laughs> you couldn't even get it out there. Yeah. Everybody feels, every team does feel like a particular victim. A victim. Yeah, Jaguars and, will feel just as much a victim as like the Patriots. Sure. Same level. And the, it, and the Patriots in a different way. I try, you know, I go to, I, I used to talk about, you know, Tom Brady, the deflate, the deflate in the footballs. Oh, no. And I do believe, and this is my feeling, mm -hmm. Is because Tom Brady is just as is a human like all of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, he's no god. Mm -hmm. He definitely deflated the footballs. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. no question in my mind, dude. But does it matter? Really, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So why can't both be true? It's because no, I have to hate the Patriots or I have to love the Patriots. Why can't it be that he's a human that wants the ball a little bit more comfortable for him to throw? So he has a preference, and this happens to infringe on weird rules that might matter or not matter. You know, like <laughs> I it, have it, a horrible analogy. Sure, please use it. I <laughs> love horrible. horrible. That's, this is the show of horrible, a horrible parallel, but it literally sounds like the abortion argument. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, because it's like, okay, I believe in abortion, okay. but I also believe we are killing a baby. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like. <laughs> so it, it, it is this thing of like, this is gray, this is nuance, this is, this is the, and, and this is kind of back to the hello. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. <laughs> I love doing it. I love that it, it says something about the show. I love that it's stupid. And then I also know that it's probably not the best thing for me to be doing every every episode. No, no. But so that's why we got to change. Yeah. We have to become better. We have to look at ourselves, look in the mirror, self-reflective, be better people. Blame ourselves. Blame yourself. Get some singing lessons. Get some singing Sing lessons. Sing in that hello. Hello. Get, you know, <laughs> hello and welcome. That's a That's good, good idea. I like that. That's Every fun. episode, a new like saw, new hello singing wise, right, Shelby? What do we think? Amazing idea. Right, there I we go. It. Shelby's a, always on board. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot. You know what made me also think about it? Mm. Um, we. I'll bring this up. I don't know if this is going to be... We're not, you know, I'm not that big a show that this is going to be. I, uh, The girl with no job. Mm -hmm. Do you know who she is? Yes. Claudia Oshry. Yeah. So I've had, yeah. she's been a guest on this show. Is she? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I was a guest on her show. Oh, I'm racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm racist now for being a guest. Yep. Um, I, I genuinely, you know, have respect for what they've built, those three sisters. Uh you know Jackie O problems, Olivia and mm -hmm. and Claudia. I'm I'm I think it was very nice of her to come on this show. What what at, and then it comes out that her mom is like an alt right person, and and it's like I'm gonna vamp a little bit right now on this topic because I don't know how and because now they're it came out that the the mom's alt right. Is like this is not allowed in the. How much alt right is she exactly? Because that's I think she's pretty. I think she's way out there, right, Shelby? I. I she can't stand Muslims. She. It seems oh. as though she doesn't like the Muslim community. I, I. I. She's not allowed in England. Like she's not allowed in the country. Wow. Yeah. It's a. So, but here's the thing. We live in a gray, nuanced world. So, and then they went through Claudia and uh, and the sisters' tweets, and they found some anti-Muslim things there. Mm. So, I, I, and those tweets at a certain age, like I, the thing is, like I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm now holding my words. I'm trying to be nuanced on this subject Got to. because Got to. I do, I do think what they said was wrong. Mm -hmm. But I do also think that their mom is their mom, and they are themselves. But then I do think. 
Do they, they have some good points about the Muslims? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I, I do think that um, uh, taking away everything from them, like, does it mm. make them total racist? I don't think so. But they, you know, you can go back and look at your past and say, ah, I, I made a mistake there. I made a mistake there. But the way that they operated uh, was in total black and white. If you think of the way, so they're getting the justice that they gave other people. So you get what you what you give out. So yeah. and and it's like I like to think that this show is about thoughtful conversation mm -hmm. and looking at things and going, oh, that's strange and that's strange and we're gonna make fun of that and this mm -hmm. dating thing is off or whatever. But I I uh, I think for them, I went on the show mm -hmm. and and I didn't even know this. So I went on the show and I made a joke. Okay, mm -hmm. and and this is an example of what is going on to them right now. And I. You know, should their whole lives be taken away? I don't think so. But at the same time, they they're getting the what. They, so I went on their show, mm -hmm. and there was a they. What they do is they bring up news topics, and you're supposed to make fun of them and be funny, right? As a comic, we go for the joke. We go for the gut. Go for the gut, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the news stories was Kelly Clarkson went on James Corden carpool karaoke. Right. So she brings that up, and I so I immediately go for the joke, and I go, mm -hmm. "How could they tell who was who?" Good joke. Factually, it's a good joke. Factually, it's a good joke. Is it the mean? Same skin tone, really. I mean, if you look at that skin tone, you know. Skin. Is it mean? Of course, it's mean. Yes. To to because you're calling Kelly Clarkson fat, okay? Which listen, I got my own weight issues. I got my own thing, and the only reason I, it's a mean joke, but it is a funny joke. But so people have started marching. So, so she, so she like <laughs> on. You can see on the show, she like stops the show to like stare me down about it because mm. I guess I didn't know that they were Kelly Clarkson friendly on the show. Oh my god, so, really? So this is like she's a huge Kelly Clarkson <laughs> fan, and and That's she hilarious. was really. So this is what I'm saying. In her mind, Kelly Clarkson good. <laughs> anyone against her bad, and I'm not against her. I'm just making That's the funny. joke. So we Talk have this about like the Muslims all you want, but if you say one motherfucking thing about this Kelly is Clarkson, exactly. <laughs> My point, if you operate in a world of black and white, you're going to get served in black and white. Oh, and and for me and you, we're comedians. Yeah, we're, I got to forgive just, a lot of shit. I care, I care about the funny. Yeah. I care about that. That's a funny joke and fine it is me. So yeah. uh, there was a group of people that were like, you know, went on their fan pages, were like, get rid of this guy. He's mm. this, he's that, you know. And some of the people, and they've become fans of this show, loved it. And, and we're just like, it's a joke, whatever. But you can't get too... I think anytime someone gets too offended by one thing, there's something else going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're pushing. Like, they're, like, trying to hide some kind of hole in their it, life. It's Yeah. A lot, and of I, the, yeah a lot of the extremists. So so when I made that joke, and then I found out, and I was cool with them. I follow them still on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. I, I'd email them. I'd be like, hey, can I come back on the show? Mm -hmm. I'd love to go back on the show. It was fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. And so y'all were cool after that. They got mad at you. But I thought we were cool. Oh. And then I found out, like, over the next few months, she'd unfollowed me. Oh. Told the audience she was never going to have me back. Wow. And I was like, oh, I, for a joke? Oh. You know, like, uh, oh. And I, I didn't know this. I kind of was embarrassed because I was like, oh, I emailed them about like, hey, good to see you. Oh, would love to come back. You know, like, oh. and then this whole story comes out about wow. the mom who, <laughs> the alt-right leading mom. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is interesting. The story is interesting to me because I'm like, what's going to happen? Then they lose their their Facebook live on Yahoo uh, studios. They lose, you know, she comes out with a big apology and this teary apology. And I'm like, and I'm not <laughs> reveling in this. I'm more like, this is, you get what you give out. And you ain't gonna forgive nobody in the past. 
And it's getting hard to ask for forgiveness when you ain't ever forgive nobody, if, if right? If you have no empathy for the idea of someone that comes on as a comedian to do a joke and go, yeah, it was a mean joke, but it was funny, whatever, they, they do what they do, then how do you expect it when you're literally hiding half your life, you're hiding, you know, someone in your life when you're supposed to be this person that's out there? So I, I think this is like the message of the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Is, Look, can I give you a story, please. parallel story? I got kicked off of, this is why I don't do MSNBC anymore, because I did panel twice and mm. I fucked up twice. I did it three times, okay. I, fucked, I fucked up twice. Uh, uh, the second time I fucked up was, uh, I did uh, this one woman show, it was a midday show, and there's, when that, it was a senator or a congressman who brought... A snowball to okay. to the uh, to the floor and threw it on the floor and was like, "That's my proof uh, that global warming doesn't exist." That was, remember? Do you remember that? That was hilarious. <laughs> it was so like, ridiculous. We were all like, "What the fuck yeah, is yeah. wrong with you?" Well, I guess the discussion's over now. Discussion's over. So I was just like, I tried to do a parallel joke, which is sure. a, which is a, a, a tool in comedy. I was like, "That's just like throwing a falafel on the ground and saying terrorism doesn't exist." Okay, and so. <laughs> <laughs> so the woman, the host, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, she immediately was like, "I don't know, I don't know what the hell you're talking about." And I remember Howard Dean was also on the panel. He laughed. Okay. I was like, "Thanks, man." But then I found out later, Jim Norton actually said he's like, "Food is uh, is racist. Like, food is more racist than like you could talk about people's moms, but if you bring up food into race, like that's really that's actually just feels more racist." And I was like, "Huh." You're right, yeah. And then I was like, to me, the food fat thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. That's a meaner thing. So for some reason it is, it's meaner. It's just one of those things. And especially woman, women, I understand it. Mm. I get it why you would be offended by the, I get why you'd be like, ugh, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But I also don't get why you'd be like, someone who came on and make your show better, why you wouldn't, like anytime someone comes on here, I, you know, I want to. I want to be laughing with them. Yeah. You know, I want to. want them to be as successful as you know as we can be together. And yeah. I think that promotes a better show. Yeah. So it's like when you like you know I don't know. It's an interesting thing about looking at you know mistakes you've made or making changes and having the same empathy for someone that you would want for yourself. Yeah, man. I. I how old is she? They're young. They're gonna be. Listen, they got a huge following. People. The the amount of people come back from. I don't even know. It's, it's it's a wild story, right? It's it's pretty. Shelby, you saw the story. I loved it. <laughs> you love it. Shelby loves <laughs> loves a good internet mess. She sucks. Ah, uh, well, I I listen. I gotta say, <laughs> he got defensive for you, man. Well, I He's I ready to fight for you. I don't. It's just interesting. It's just why because that that Kelly Clarkson thing is like so funny to me, and then it's like you you I'm done. But listen, if you come after Muslims, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Let's do some emails. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Well, she said like, oh, hey, guys, Obama's a Muslim. I said it. Like, it's That's like, what she said? Was one of them's like, told you. I said like, so she doesn't like, she got a lot of problems. There's something know. else there. The, more, the less you talk about things, the more you want to talk about things, it seems like. Like the, there's these, per, just know the personalities out there that you follow and love are all a little, they're just like you. Yeah, they're, they're a little yeah. bit messed up. They're, they're a little up. bit fucked up. But the more people show their fuck ups, the more it seems that they're fine. You know, the less people, you know, when you start hiding things, you know, it's just. It's the hiding things, man. It's weird. It, it causes a lot of anxiety that you don't even notice. You know what I mean? Like, here's one thing me and my girl started doing where we were like, just talk about people that we're attracted to. Oh, really? Just because then you ain't got to hide it. And just the difference between like looking at somebody hot in the room and having to hide it and just being able to talk about it, it's fucking night and day. And, and you know what I found when you do that with someone that you're like, sexual with it mm -hmm. makes everything better yeah 
Because then, like, yo, it's even be- makes you two hotter together because she's like, oh, man, like, that's a girl. You- now she knows the girl that you'd be into. Exactly. And yeah. you're like, I, like, you're even, like, turned on that she noticed. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I'm you know, like, I'm, it's almost like extra intimacy. Yeah. Some crazy shit. Let's start with some hypotheticals. You ready? Let's do it, yo. Seton Smith, at Seton Smith on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow, go support. Houston, March 9th and 10th, D.C., I know we got DC people. He's going to be at the Improv, See 16th me, and 17th. I love you, DC. Let's do a hypothetical. You ready? I'm ready, son. Date someone who has who always has really bad BO or really bad breath. Oh, you have to choose. Got to choose. Bad BO. This is the rest of your life. Your date, you're with them forever. Bad BO, bad breath. Oh, I could do bad breath. Interesting. Because I don't need to snuggle with you. Because bad breath means I, well, I mean, bad breath, I could still snuggle with you as long as you're doing spoon because it's mm. going that way. But uh, body odor, direction. that's like going to take over the entire house. Mm. What if you want to borrow one of my shirts? Mm-hmm. You know, my girl wears my drawers sometimes. Like sure. she'll wear like my boxers just to hang around the house. <laughs> that means I got to like, everything has to be washed constantly. Yeah. And then I have a, I'll have your smell on me. Well, here's where I disagree. Okay. Because once the BO is the smell, that's just the smell. I got into an uh, Uber the other day. It smelled like a like like literally smelled like uh, chili. Okay. It stunk of chili, mm. and I was with someone. And I was like, "It smells like chili in here," yeah. and they were like, "Curry chili or just regular chili?" Just regular stinky chili. Okay. By the end of the ride, that was just the normal. Mm. I didn't even like at first. I was like, "Oh," mm. and then I was like, "Okay, this is what this is our lives now." Oh. With bad breath, the issue is it comes at you in waves. It does. So it's not just you could be in good smell town and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, yeah. turkey sandwich. You what know, like I, what if I get into a fight and yeah. she's shooting that shit at shooting you? Oh. So I think the BO thing, at least that becomes the new normal at a certain point. You're like used to the smell. It's a singular smell. Mm-hmm. Bad breath is many different levels of smells. And it hits you like like a fan that turns on its axis. You know when you get the fan and it goes like uh, like it turns like uh, across the room and then you get the fan a little bit, then it goes away and you're hot, then yeah. it comes back and it's kind of th- like that with bad I'm, breath. I'm gonna throw a counter argument sure. at you. Uh, I used to date a girl who only rode her bike around the city. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like a yeah a recipe for BO. Yeah, you put that crotch on that that leather seat around the city yeah. and all that stress. Tough it's, to go down on that. You girl. Know, hurry up, go to work. <laughs> hurry up, avoid cars. Hurry up, death. Was she showering pu- a lot? She oh showered constantly. Yeah, yeah, she was very clean. I'm yeah. just saying, body odor wise. I couldn't take no bike rider. I couldn't handle around the bike on a summer day in the middle of New York City. I couldn't take that vagina. That would be uh, I couldn't take that BO. Is what I'm trying to say. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Shelby, do you have an opinion on this? Hot girl B.O. can be kind of hot, so I'll go. Interesting. I, I didn't see that. Hot girl B.O. That's a funny way to say it. It is true, though. Hot oh. girl bad breath is a different... It's, I just think the how it hits you. You live in B.O. There's no, you rent in, in bad breath. There's no pheromones in bad breath, you know? Interesting. Oh, you, you like that the, the, the pores oh, are oozing. Science. I like that. Science role right there. Jekyll and Hyde. Hey, J-Train, I'm a 30-year-old single gal from the Midwest. I've been seeing a guy for a couple months now, and things have been going really well until this past weekend. Uh-oh. I invited him to a... Before we get into this email, I just want to go to... We got a sponsor. Oh, shit. Adam and Eve. I love Adam. And this is kind of what you're talking about, talking about like 
your girl noticing other girls that you're attracted to. Uh -huh. That's just opening conversations. Opening conversations. That's why Adam and Eve is great. Because if I'm with somebody, like if I was in a relationship, I'd be like, you go to Adam and Eve, I'll go to Adam and Eve. We'll both use the J Train promo code and we'll go buy something for each other and then go play with it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like a good conversation starter. Or you go on the website together. If you're listening in the car with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, hey, this is your, you're welcome. This is your chance to go. You can look at, listen, if you're looking at the podcast right now, you're in the car, <laughs> you can look at the, I, I, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Oh, you're talking to me right now? I'm talking I'm to sorry. you. I feel like you were doing an ad. My apologies. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you with the listener. Oh, shit. This is me reaching out of the speakers and saying, listen, now is your opportunity to talk about sex toys with your significant other if you guys listen together. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. Here's your chance to look at your significant other. Now wink. Okay, good. When you select one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. Top it all off, they'll even throw in a free shipping on your entire order. Shit, come on. Oh, no. So now, hey, dudes, now wink at your girl. Now look back. Go to adamandeve.com. Use code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. AdamandEve.com, code JTRAIN at checkout. That's JTRAIN, J-T-R-A-I-N at AdamandEve.com. Use code JTRAIN at AdamandEve.com. I invited him to a concert with my sister and brother. Okay. A sister and brother-in-law. As they were in town for the weekend, things were going great until my guy got too wasted halfway through the concert. He turned into a total dick. He was rude to my brother-in-law, rude to a waitress who almost kicked him out of the concert because his comments towards her. He called her a thief because the beer was $6 and proceeded to tell her to fuck off when she snapped back at him. Oh, my God. Oh. This is not a good situation. Mind you, this was the first time you met my sister and brother-in-law, and of course, they now think I'm dating an asshole. They should. I was in complete shock. I had never seen the side of him before, and he appeared to be a completely different person than the one I had been dating for two months. Up until this point, he had been nothing but thoughtful, kind, consistent, etc. not to mention the sex was amazing. He checked off so many boxes for me to the point that I thought this guy could be husband material. He woke up the next morning feeling terrible and extremely apologetic. Apologized to my family, etc. Told me that I would never see that side of him again because he didn't want to lose me. However, he told me that this isn't the first time this is of course this isn't the first time no he's fucking 30 this has happened a lot mm. when he drinks too much uh he said he gets to the point of no return when he's mouthy and turns into an asshole he swears i will never see the side of him again and won't let himself drink that much again no it's good yeah that's how alcohol alcoholism works that's how it goes that's yeah. how it works this is as like, long as he makes a promise it's never gonna happen and <laughs> <laughs> now i'm in a predicament here yeah i know i should leave this is a major red flag as we're both discussing now i like to go out with friends have a good time i don't want to become a anyone's drink police and i don't necessarily believe it won't happen again i think it will happen again later down the road except i'll be more invested and be harder to leave the situation with more feelings involved the other side of me wants to be hopeful though and give him another shot because everything was great and up until this incident what should i do here j train listen to my brain and walk away when it's really er still early or take the risk and believe that it is genuinely upset and his behavior won't happen again what do you think um, how old is she again? She said 30. Oh, shit. 30-year-old single gal in the Midwest. Oh, shit. So she's under a lot of pressure right now. Sure. I get that. She's but like, also, this is a great guy, and it's like, you know, what is... And um, he has a disease. I mean, if I'm going to be perfectly blunt... He's, he's um, in disease culture. If he doesn't admit that he has a problem, then then you have to... Like, if you don't admit he has a problem, he's definitely not admitted. Like, sure. Like, I'm, I'm dating a sober girl now who ha treats that shit very disciplined. So hold on. So this is a this is might be helpful to her. Oh yeah, your girl's sober. Sober ten years. Ten years. Mm -hmm. So how does that affect you as someone who's not sober? Do you you know how do you help her? 
Is there, have you been up? Because being the the plus one to the sober person, plus this one. is kind of, this is what she needs to have happen. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't want to tell my girl's story, but I think. No, she, no, no. Yeah, I I don't, think, I'm I not think, saying, I'm more your story absolutely. relating to it. Yeah, I'm just saying that preferably wise, so I don't want to like, get in trouble for telling her story. <laughs> sure. her. She'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, but me in the sense of like, I don't want, if he's not admitting he's an alcoholic and he's, he's uh, still trying to like be oh I can handle this shit sure. then you're gonna have to just be aware that you're gonna have to ride him down to that rock bottom yeah. and then go up no, I'm saying, really your question is your two options now are saying alright can I take the pain of ignoring him now or am I willing to see this dude hit rock bottom because you have no oh it's he's gonna shake it he's not gonna just shake it off that's interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah so. is this the bottom or did he slide <laughs> you know is really what you have to decide yeah and right now because what he said, he woke up and he said uh, he felt terrible and extremely apologized, told me that he would never see that side of him again. Yeah. He's thinking it was a bad night, not a bad problem. He and probably knows a bad problem. Alcoholics are the best apologizers in the world because they have practice at it. Interesting. <laughs> they ah. get to do it so much. Yeah. <laughs> By that fucking 407th time, shit, they got a groove to that motherfucker. Yeah. So, you know, the apology ain't important. The fact that it was a really good apology is to scare you even more. <laughs> oh, that means he's, yeah, that means it's not his first rodeo. I think yeah. that's the answer. I think, and and this is like one of those things like, you know, she says, I don't want to be anyone's drink police. That's not what you're doing. You're being your own police. Yeah. You're seeing a problem and you're like, oh shit, something's got to change. And the fact is what what she feels is right. Yeah, sure. I uh, he says he won't happen again until we get waiter. It's gonna. She nailed it. Yeah, it won't happen again, but it will happen again. It will. Okay. It just will. This time will be forgotten. And also, understand this: it's his first time meeting your sister and your brother-in-law. Okay, his first time meeting them. He the alcohol did. You, his first time meeting them, <laughs> yes. the alcohol was such an issue that it let him take a monumental meeting and fuck it up. Because he knew it was as big a deal as you knew it was. He's not a three-year-old. He knew exactly how big a deal this was to you. He knew exactly how big a deal it was to him. He knew that this was a big event and a big moment for your relationship, and alcohol got the best of it. That's when you know you have a problem, because he knew. So my advice to her is to say to him, listen, you, until you admit you have a problem, I can't date you. That's the most adult version of it all, yeah. Yeah. And I know you're going to be like, oh, let's just, let me just have sex. and It's just easier to deal with it now. You're just delaying that motherfucking break. Sure. Delay, it's going to get so bad. So <laughs> unless know? you can make this his bottom where he's like, and I'm not saying he's going to make it his yeah. bottom. And don't make him sober up. You cannot tell him, you need to sober up for me. That's no, not no, going to no. work either. Just know that the, you are, admitting you have a problem doesn't mean you sober up. Admitting right. you have a problem is going, yeah, I can't, He the alcohol is stronger than him. Yeah. And listen, we're not professionals in this. We're just talking from the place of, we've met these people. We you know, hang out with these people. We hang out with these people. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a, the, you know, there's some, I, I, you know, drink way too much. Yeah. And I know the idea of, well, today's the day I'm going to change everything. And then a week later saying the same exact fucking thing. You know, the problem is a lot of L.A., uh, not in New York comics move to L.A. And that's when they sober up. Yeah, it's <laughs> just easier. It's out just there. easier to sober up. The every weather's end. nice. You, you want to be outside the next day. Mm -hmm. Half of the fucking like network lineups of actors are all sober people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and some people say that with, with comedy, it's either, you know, they say 
people either what is the saying i someone said that you're either still a drinker or you stop drinking like it's like there's no in between there's very no. few like have a drink after the show and then go home so not to her, perform every night whew, it's tough and uh so i'm just saying to her you know what's in front of you and it's either he has he admits to this issue or not and if he doesn't just know what you're getting into and if he does it, I, to me, and I can't, it's easier advice to give than it is to take. You got to say to him, unless you admit and start getting treatment and help for this problem, I can't be a part of it. Just even getting that involved into it is almost like a slippery slope. Just because like you saying you should do that and eh. But then he resents you for it. Here's the reason he made you do it. Yeah, I, and then I, he'll even, get, even stop drinking for you, which is even worse. You don't want that to happen. You don't want he wanted to do it for himself. For himself. You know, it's just, I don't know. But, you know, you got to follow your heart regardless. <laughs> so, you know, good luck to you, babe. Please don't die. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here's a very similar subject. Drinking alone. Oh, it's great. What's up, Jew boy? <laughs> I recently moved to a new town. I don't know anybody here. But there's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of fun bars to go to. How do you go about uh, and own going out on your own? Keep doing Yahweh's work. Moses will be proud. What do you think? How do you go out alone in a new town? Uh, you just do. You just, got. I mean, I, I mean, I, only because I do it every night. Sure. Just find a bar that has people in it, and yeah. then just sit there and drink at the bar. You know what I do? Which used to be like one of my my chase, my pussy chasing move. I don't know if this might even work no more. Go. But you know, like uh, if you're at the bar and you have a drink, but you're on your phone, mm. but you can't be on your phone like lightly, like you're looking for something. You got to look on your phone almost like you're waiting for somebody to come. Interesting. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. oh, where's this motherfucker at? And just drink. It's almost <laughs> like you're doing something. And then sometimes people will just come to the bar to order drinks. And I don't know, girls will come by. And then, you know, if the bartenders ignore them, I would just be like, why is the bartender ignoring you? And suddenly we're having a conversation. Sure. Uh, I kind of like that vibe. Because, you know, if you're hanging out, people. You know. Yeah. And I, I think it's also owning your story. I think that's a big thing. True. So, like, yeah, I just moved here. Uh, this bar seemed awesome. Where are you from? Yeah. And like just saying that you just moved there, here's what makes people feel more comfortable is when someone has a reason for existing. <laughs> you know, So it's like, why are you here? Right. What made you alone? Do you know that you're alone? Do you know that it's a little bit, you know, it's a little creepy? You know, this is how, you know, understanding what you look like is half the battle to other people being like, oh, okay, I can trust this person. Yeah. So it's yeah. like if you're sitting in the bar alone, and you, you know, you have your friend the phone. You're never alone at the bar anymore because you got your friend the phone. That's so fun. that's a that that is the luxury of 2018. Mm. But the luxury can also kill you. So you could be on your phone the whole night and really just get too fucked up, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's ten drinks in. And you're like, where the fuck am I? And I haven't talked to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. No, actually, that's a that's a horrible advice I gave you. Get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I do think you can use it. You you know you go on your phone, you look at it, and, and it can get you through those weird periods. But put it in your pocket. Yeah. Start looking around. What, you, what, what Seton said is totally true. What This bartender takes forever. Or, yeah. hey, I like your shirt. Hey, I, you know, oh, those earrings are cool. Give a, you know, get into people, because people are at bars to be social. Right. So trust that. Also, you know, maybe going to bars to find friends shouldn't be the only place, too. Uh, I don't know. You sound white on there. Maybe try <laughs> kickball. Those kickball. Join a group. <laughs> join join a group. you know a Zog Sports. Join a intramural. I and also go on dates. Dates is cool. Dates are cool. I think like Newtown lonely dude. Um, you just want to go to like and and I also like having a seat. A good seat at the bar is a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. Corner seat where you can see the whole thing, and then you get you know, and you don't want you want the groups to come to you. So someone's and you're at the bar, people are out there ordering. <laughs> so that's doesn't feel like you just like like I once went to this bar and I was there. Like I go after a show, mm-hmm. I'll just sit and chill. Yeah, start talking to these two girls, and then they were like, "Ugh, that dude is here again." And I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And there was this guy there that was just like walking up to girls and like being this like pickup artisty type dude. Oh, that's a shame. And it was so transparent mm-hmm. because you just see him like, and then I started watching though. I couldn't look away from him, no, you, you know? So he, you just look, all of a sudden you just see him do darts, you know, start walking towards girl groups and the walk just to watch him mm-hmm. do that walk towards the group. It just felt so, you know, thirsty. Mm. Yeah. I've been in that place. Yeah. I've been there. God, I feel so- I feel so, bad for him, but I'm like, Ugh, but also that's why you, but that's why you have to have a good spot, so that the people yes. are walking towards you. Good so you want to be. I like the corner spot of any bar is great because you got to see the the walls behind you, and you get to look out, and you can be on your phone, then look up, and then you can see people coming at you. You can see all the groups, and then when they, oh hey, what's going on? What do you get? Oh, I just got this, and I would have a nice drink. You get a nice drink because that's a conversation starter too. True. You know what? Always feared. I always scared being the the old man at the bar. I yeah, you don't want to like, be too old for the bar. I remember when I was thirty at a bar. I I saw this dude who had like just gray hair. I'm not sure how much of it was. But yeah. I remember he had gray hair. He had an <laughs> outfit that was just like maybe a a, a couple of seasons old. You sure. know, what I'm just a little off. You yeah. know, even though he had the right right garments, it wasn't fitting right. And he was just yeah. sitting there at the bar staring. I was just like, oh, dude, oh. don't. Yeah, well, that's another thing. <laughs> that's another. thing. Like, Try to look like the bar you're in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scout, motherfucker. <laughs> if you're older, hotels. If you're younger, you know, find like the bar that looks like, you know, like you want to. F- oh, hotel bars. You're hotel right. bars are great. Oh, my God. There's a shit. <laughs> hotel bars are great because everyone there has a story. Yeah. Everyone there has a. And I'm saying even younger people, but like it's a chiller vibe. Mm-hmm. People are on their way from somewhere to somewhere for something. Everyone's there in the similar space. I, I think for this guy, go next door to a hotel. Yeah, that's what I would do because yeah. next door to the hotel, a nice bar next door to the, and nice bars. Yeah, not like Holiday Inn, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know where you're at, obviously. So I mean, them Applebee's be jumping in the in the sticks. So yes, sometimes you walk into like a Buffalo Wild Wings, you're like, oh yeah, and they're yeah. like, yeah, that's the hang, and I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Brooklinen. Oh, I love Brooklinen. I love, oh, whoo. So, you know, these companies, they send you stuff. Oh, yeah, Brooks, right. Brooklinen is like fantastic product. And it, like, you know what? It comes with this little detergent. So you get it, you open it up, and it's what you want to do la- the least. May, I, my bed's not made right now. Mm-hmm. And it's stressing me out because it's not been made for like two weeks. Oh. And I know that my life will be better with a made bed. Your mm-hmm. life. Just generally, you feel better about your life and what you're doing when your bed is made. And I feel like I'd be more, like, I literally want to go home after this podcast taping and make my bed. Wow. Like, and I think my week will go better. I probably will. So I think this is the way you make your life better, is by getting to Brooklyn and Sheets. <laughs> I'm serious. Your life will be better. You will feel good about, it's like having a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Having a made bet. I love my Brooklyn and Sheets. Brooklyn.com has an exclusive offer for just my listeners. So here's your free money, people. Listen, t- listen, listen up. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. 
Use promo code JTRAIN at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all those sheets and comforters. Wow. The only way to get the $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code JTRAIN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JTRAIN. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. I do want to talk about two things before we move on. One... This weekend, if you're listening on Tuesday or Wednesday, okay, I'm going to be in Tampa Bay, Tampa, Florida, Side Splitters. Um, go uh, go to their website, get tickets. I'd love to see you. Thursday night and Saturday night. Thursday at 8, Saturday at 10.30. I'm very excited to get down there. Um, I'm also coming to Chicago. Zanies. April 22nd, I'm headlining. I'm doing a show Sunday night that'll be a stand-up show. The 23rd is going to be a live podcast. I'm going to have great guests from the area, fun people. Um, and then I'm going to be at Zany St. Charles, the 26th to the 28th. So I'm there for a bit. Uh, go get tickets to their website. Also, I want to say a very special thank you to anyone that came to the live podcast last week. I did, we were taped ahead, so Friday is when it came out. What an event. Yeah, that was crazy. You saw it, right? I did see. I saw the lines. I saw the after pictures. I was like, geez. Listen, people, if you, the, it was 95% women, mm. which was like blew my mind. Single women. Mm. If you're a guy that listens to this podcast in the New York City area, you you gone fucked up. You should have been there. Should have been there. It was crazy how fun it was. And listen, everyone was jazzed to be there. We had the band. Shelby was there. What did you do there? Shelby, it was crazy, right? <laughs> Packed house. Packed. Sold out. It's crazy. And so I just want to thank anyone who came and uh, was out there. because And go listen to that episode. You'll hear it. The room is buzzing. Yeah. It's electric. Electric. We had Lisa Traeger, Jordana Abraham from Betches, uh, Dan Soder. Che mm. came on. They made fun of my Bumble profile. Mm. It was great. So anyone who came, we're going to do more. That's what it's going to be like in Chicago, I hope. Um, but we're going to do more. So... Thank you all for coming. Start a phenomenon, man. I'm trying, man. I, I And keep telling your friends about this show. You got to keep telling them. I like this question. Let's do it. How to send nudes. Mm. It's a lady email. <laughs> hey, Papa JT. <laughs> Love your show, energy, and outlook. I would marry you in a heartbeat and be a different girl in a wig for you any day. Oh, that's such a specific reference. Until then, here's the sitch. I started seeing a guy who lives in San Francisco. I live in L.A. I wanted to keep things upbeat, flirty, and wanted to send him a risque photo for him to know I was thinking of him and want him. <laughs> I wanted to send it via text, not Snapchat, so it's more personal for keeps. Also, he knows I'm that's only... So considerate. Can I just say that? That was so it's sweet. very considerate. <laughs> well, listen to this last sentence. Also, so he knows I'm only sending it to him. That is, right. Good idea, bad idea. Also, I send in the, in the morning so I can think about it during the day. So how would you suggest to a lady who wants to send a nude to a guy she likes, what's the way you want to receive it? Oh, man, I got to think about that. Uh, <laughs> I've just got to be with my girl for so long. I remember she sent me pictures that were like so well, so well, just not Photoshopped, but just... Produced? Uh, produced, so well mm. produced. I was like, this doesn't feel like, I don't feel like the first... Oh, this was... <laughs> yeah. So whatever you could do to make it feel amateurish. Interesting. You know, something that just make it feel like, oh, I... Oh, yeah, you don't want a grainy... Yeah, she's not too good at taking... Like, if your yeah. shot of your titties is too good, 
you know, I'm gonna have to, my imagination is going to go a little wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the idea of a personal to the guy. Um, just know, hmm. I like that it's to the guy and it's like direct to him in the morning. I would send it before bed. Mm. Hey, I'm thinking of you. Because at least it matches the time of day that you would be maybe naked. And it feels off the cuff. When it's done in the morning, it almost feels like that's from the archives and you've sent it to a bunch of people. Mm. Like it, it wouldn't feel like I would want like you want like a from the bed of like thinking of you. Like it's almost like you're getting like if I was getting from a girl, like I want it like right before she's about to like touch herself. Mm. Yeah. You know, I actually have an idea. What if you can give him some kind of task? You mm. know, like reach out to your fans, but it'll be a fan of one, obviously. Yeah. But like, you know, like you send them the pic instead of saying, you know, thinking of you, it'd be more of like, uh, 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 look at this throughout the day or um, send me something back or interesting or just something that would just make it fun as opposed to making it like, these are my titties. You know, this is really hot and sexy. <laughs> There's just another way. It's, like, it's also titties, but also, you know, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> well, what you think my bra size would be? You know, make sure. it fun. You know, like make it a... Uh, um, you know, sweet. Well, that, I think that's like more to this. You wanted the, the I, that's why I'm talking about like the touch yourself thing where it's like the, create the story that goes along with the photo. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like but you, what you're saying is correct. Like, like if she was like, this is what I look like when I like, you know, touch myself thinking of you. Mm hmm. I love Can't the face you're you. making while you're saying yeah, all this yeah, to yeah. me. Oh. <laughs> Four dudes face. in a room yeah. just having some, <laughs> the way you make me come. Well, I'm just uh. saying, and then, and then maybe, like uh, maybe you're, and then the the game being, what do you look like when you're doing it? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, let me see what you're, and like you know, and then he just sends a picture of him hunched over in the shower, just back, like it'd be the grossest. <laughs> Send a video of just saying his name yeah. <laughs> while you're naked. Morning, yeah. la la, and That's the titties hot. just be bouncing. That's fun. That's hot too. Yeah. yeah, but I do. I think the idea of like sending it over text, not on a snap. You you've thought out all these things. Yeah. So but, really it's artistic, it's artistic choices at this point, isn't it? Would you show a friend? If you got a nude from a girl that was living, you know, whatever, miles away? Uh, yes. Yeah. I have shown friends, but I mean, I don't know. Now I'm 36. I've been with my girl four years now, so it's more or less like, I think maybe year one I could have, but uh, now it's like, eh. yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll it's just more know that a friend is going to be reviewing this as well. Absolutely. No, and I think I've I've definitely shown most of my pictures sure. of my friends over the years. I don't so. send them to friends. Mm -hmm. I would never do that. Mm -hmm. But like the idea of like, look at what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and also, should, is that really the worst thing in the world that your no. that his friends know that you're hot? <laughs> That's the come on, you know you're 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 kind of humble bragging. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. My girl is showing my pictures to her friends. Ashley. And some gay dudes, too. And sure. I, I don't mind the applause. No, 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 I don't mind it. I don't mind the applause at all. Oh, okay. I work hard for this yeah, thing Yeah, yeah, this is what it is. Jtrain, I went to your event at the Comedy Star on February 26th and fucking loved it. You officially won my heart after you answered one of my low-key low desperate emails after my breakup. That was about three weeks ago. I'm finally jumping back on the bandwagon as a cringy and awkward as I feel doing it. Here's my question. I work in a very corporate office in Midtown. There's a broker here who has been trying around November with me. Very nonchalant until recently. 
He asked for my number, and now that I'm single, I feel like, why not? I like his aggressive type A personality, and obviously, after getting out of a two-year relationship, I don't want anything serious. He texts me pretty often, trying to make plans, not only drinks, but dinner too. I'm down for it. I'm just nervous. He literally sits across from me at work. What's the, what is the truth on the stigma about dating fucking someone at work? He honestly seems like a fuckboy, so I don't know what he's really getting at here. Please help me. I don't want to make a huge mistake. Please don't fuck the dude that you work right across from. Please yeah, this don't. is a mistake. Please, it's a huge mistake. Please yeah. don't. Even entertaining the idea is a mistake. Yeah, and and the idea with like the the the, the word, the thing about when you get out of a relationship is you're getting out of comfort. Mm-hmm. Being single is uncomfortable. It's just an uncomfortable thing, and and the reason the reason we go back to people we've broken up with is because they're comfortable, not because they were a better option than they were before. No. The reason that we go after friends and people that we see at work. Comfort, comfort, comfort. So you are just going to him because you're like, oh, this is someone that's giving me attention. This is someone that is, uh, you know, attractive to me, and he's right here. But the most comfortable options are usually the ones that are worse for us. Yes, yes. That's why they call it comfort food. It's True. bad for you. That's brilliant, right? Absolutely. So this guy, I understand all the attraction points. I understand. He's giving you attention. He's a good-looking guy. He's type A. He's coming after you. But he's the the thing that's going to make you fat. Mm. You know, like he's going to make you... Diabetes. Diabetes. This guy's going to give you diabetes one way or the other. And so I would say, like, you don't want to flirt at work. You have a work husband. Fine. Fine. It's fine. But this should not be your first fuck out of the relationship. Please. You're oh, not God, ready. No, no. Don't do it. No, unless you want to start crying on top of buildings and freaking out at your desk. <laughs> unless you want to get fired. Unless yeah. you want to lose your job and your boyfriend in the same year. Yeah, then no, please, by all means. This is not the guy. <laughs> Go out. Get uncomfortable. That's the only way to be single is to get uncomfortable. And, and listen, this is life is uncomfortable. And, but that's the only way you're going to like grow out of this relationship. Because right now, what you're doing is going from one relationship to the next. And the next one, maybe you're saying, well, I could fuck him and then say, what's up? No. no, no. You're going to literally someone that is a safe option. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like that because you're like, it's at work, whatever. No. You went to the first guy that talked to you. Get away from that. Get away from that. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Seton Smith. At Seton Smith on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow. Go support. It's going to be at Houston, March 9th and 10th, DC Improv, the 16th and 17th. I got one more sponsor for you. and They're my favorite. Mattress firm. Everyone needs a mattress. Got to sleep on something. And listen, all of you out there need this. Mattress firm is America's neighborhood mattress store. Let's your budget stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. They're more than just mattress experts. They have a whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed. From adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. They have you covered literally and figuratively. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast. So mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now as I read the sentence to you. They even offer a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you pay the perfect price. Again, mattressroom.com slash podcast to learn about how your sleeping can be monumentally improved. Here's the thing. They have stores all across this great nation. You can go into a mattress firm. You can put your you put your backside on a bed. And then br- literally while you're lying on the bed, you can bring up mattressroom.com slash podcast and order the one you're lying on. Dope. So it gets you the deal. Dope. I love this email. Let's do a witch is worse. Ready? Yep. And it relates to our last email. Dear Beach by Noon. 
That's my new nickname, Beach by Noon. Because I was saying, people go to like Tulum, mm -hmm. and it's a two-hour ride from the airport in Cancun. I want to go on vacation to a place I can get to the beach by noon. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like you've done, you, you've been to Aruba, right? Mm -hmm. No, I've only been to Cancun, though. Cancun? Mm -hmm. But you wake up, you get on the 7 a.m. flight, you're on the beach by noon. Yeah, no, it's amazing. That's amazing. Which is worse, working every day next to your ex or working every day next to your ex's new significant other? Assume you know each other. We're talking same building, same floor. What do you think? Oh, my God. Uh, working with my ex would be much worse. Much worse. I love my ex's boyfriends because they... They, they relieved you. They relieved me, yeah. They <laughs> me. Now I'm not in factory anymore. You're off the hook. <clears throat> I never have to talk to y'all anymore. Yes. And yeah. I can always go like, she is crazy, isn't she? Well, it's your problem now, nigga. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> how I go. Yeah, the ex's new boyfriend, I would sit there. I wouldn't even, I'd be so cool with them that it'd be weird. Yeah. You know, because, and what you're saying is, is a thing of me, I have that same feeling. Absolutely. Where it's like, you, when you end a relationship, you're just like, okay, I just want this person to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be the person that put them on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't want to be the person that was there. Like, you don't want to be someone's, the reason they Fork started, in the road. The reason they started cutting themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back and, to J Train. <laughs> and that's evil. Well, that's the like the male ego is like, oh, we're so great that they're gonna be like so upset to ruin their whole when that's never the case. But I will say this though, the more I'm learning about codependency, me and my girl go to therapy, and just mm. the, the way like I you have to feel a certain way so I can feel some certain way. That's a lot of unhealthy relationships that are kind of built on. And so it's logically you can't take it that far of like, well, I can't break up with her because she emotionally depends on me so much. Sure. But that's just because it's just a sign more or less an unhealthy relationship I, in will, the first place. <laughs> that my happiness or my unhappiness has to do with your happiness or unhappiness. Yes, that yeah. is unhealthy. <laughs> more well, or less like, we have to go to bed together. Also unhealthy. Yeah, yeah no, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> we don't have to do anything together. You are I, your own human being. <laughs> I like when, I, you know, if I do something on like a date, you don't have to do, I don't have to do anything I do. No. I don't have to wake up, uh, get out of bed in the morning. No, no. J Train Podcast. You don't have to pay for this fucking meal either. So get your <laughs> shit. Get, no, I'm joking, ladies. It's inappropriate. At Gmail, like, let's do let's do a couple more. Ready? Yeah, I'm having fun. See, a lot of workplace stuff. Yeah, everybody's working so much, man. We got to work. Tw if you work ten or twelve hours a day, what are the other options? <laughs> I know. What the fuck? What about this one? It's post grad spring break trip with the family. Post grad spring break trip. Who? O wise K O B. And then they send ostrich feathers. I'm a longtime listener, first time emailer. Hey, Shelby, cue the female email music. First of all, love the podcast. Made several friends listen to your velvety voice on road trips. And my boyfriend and I love listening together. Really gets the conversation going. Get that Adam and Eve promo. <laughs> so let's get to it. I'm a recent postgrad working in the friendliest place on earth, the Midwest, with my family. After four years of epic spring break trips with my college friends, I'm going on a spring break trip with my family, parents, and younger 12-year-old sister to Cancun in a couple weeks. I'll be in Mexico for a little less than a week. Okay. So here's my question for you. How can you make the most out of this trip? I get 15 days of PTO. Personal time off? Okay. I just a year. So I want to make the most out of my off time from work. The past couple of years, my spring break was to be intoxicated 90% of the time and party with my ladies. However, now that I'm an old person. 24? <laughs> so, yeah, she's 24. Uh. Now that she's old. 
Yeah. I want to uh, achieve the perfect amount of relaxation, partying, working out, and flirting with dudes, but nothing too far because I have a boyfriend, LOL. Any advice would be great. Thanks. I'm planning a trip to Chicago to see you live in action. Thank you. Uh, thank for being my ear's best friend. What do you think? They sell a lot of coke on the beach of Cancun. Do know. they? They sell. I got. They sell. They go cigars, cigarettes, coke. <laughs> that happens what a, like what seven a, that, times in an hour. I'm yeah. Like, wow. what, a, what an escalation. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like like what? who's ever been in a position where they're like, <laughs> oh, I'll have that cigarette or coke. Yeah. You know, like it's never <laughs> tobacco's bad for my throat. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, let me get some more of that coke. Toss me that. <laughs> toss me that white gold. Yeah. What uh, do you think? What do I think? Um. First off, I'm I'm just amazed that there's a family healthy enough that you can go run to go to Cancun together. Just with. go just, out and I don't hang know, and mm-hmm, hang because we just I like my father and mother that much that I sure. want to spend vacation time. I'm just wow, that's, I'm jealous. Here's my advice to this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I like to think that I can vacation well. Oh, can you? I didn't know that. I I, I'm, I feel like I'm good at it. I'm horrible at it. So I want to hear Are your you? advice. Absolutely. Okay, so here's what I would do if I were. The key to your problems are, are sleep. You, I have always valued the vacation. I've never had a good time on, I, I, I've done it all. I've had the, the 4 a.m. go to bed and I've also had the 10 o'clock go to bed. I feel that my vacations have been more valuable when I have had drinks on the beach at five that takes me into a nice dinner that takes me into a 10 o'clock bedtime that gets me up early for the gym that gets it out of the way then i'm on the beach by noon again oh that's nice so i'm saying this is a time for you to really treat yourself to those like that easy like i love the best time to fuck is the best time to drink and that's four o'clock at a beach wow so that's what do they call it the uh there's a name for it and I'm gonna get a thousand tweets about this. Um, sunset fucking. Sunset fucking. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds <laughs> the, the the magic hour. Oh, called the magic. Okay. Hour. And you, that's when you have your first cocktail, eases your brain. You, you know, go up to your room, rub one out, mm. go to dinner. You know, take a shower, go to dinner, put some moisturizer on. <laughs> Glowing. Wait, moisturizer after the beat off? After wait. the beat. Wait, wait during, you went dry? Oh, during, after, before. What kind of vacation is this? <laughs> There's a lot of moisturizer involved in this advice. Thank you. I okay? make sure. There's a let's lot. Be, let's be clear. Just moisturize up. <laughs> and so you go. So this is how I would treat the daily. Because that four to five. Fucking has happened after midnight. Yeah. Flirting's happening before. So yeah. I'm saying to this girl... If you're at the beach bar during the magic hour, there's going to be people out. Everyone's happy. It's the best part of the day to hang out. That's what you want to, that's got to be the pinnacle of your day because nothing on vacation, there's not enough people. There's not enough, you know, the only, you're not going to get anything out of your vacation if you're going to bed at four and then waking up at 11. Yeah. No, absolutely. Good point. You know? Yeah. Waking up before yeah. nine o'clock. This is you on the, at the magic hour. That's nice. Yeah, this you're down at the this beach. Video game I played. What's you ever, that? You ever played this video game like Leisure Suit Larry? No. Yeah, yeah. Leisure Suit Larry was a cr- creepy game. Just the whole game was him just trying to have sex with women. Really? And this was like this song. This song. The, he was like part four where he was on a <laughs> uh, this love boat. Yeah. <laughs> he was going around boning people left and right. Sierra, uh, Sierra's games. Just uh, computer game nerds. Anybody? In the, <laughs> wanna, they're out there. They're out there. Wow. I think this music turns on around four o'clock. Okay. You get the the fruity drink. Uh huh. What's up, ladies? At the bar, I'm dancing a little. 
Like you are right now? Right now, I'm dancing. Uh-huh. Got the sunset out there. And then you say, goodbye, everybody. And that's when you're going to whack off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to, going from some me time. Well, it's vacation. You can even vacation. announce it. You can announce it. They're going to be there. I'm no. off to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Go up to the room. Let the windows open. I'd open all, you know, Ooh, let the curtains it. open. Nice. And look at what, you know, God has given you. And now you got a few drinks in. Go to dinner, mm. and then it's done. And then you, you know, go out for a drink after dinner, and then that, that's it. That's nice. 10 p.m. bedtime is way better than a 4 a.m. 11 p.m. wake. You're just not gonna get the most. You're gonna get the most out of your day with like eight to 10. And it feels weird because you're like, oh, I should sleep on it. No, 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 no. Don't sleep. Get outside. Live life. Seton Smith, thank you for coming on, man. Hey, this man, thanks for inviting me. Oh, a lot a of pleasure. fun. At this Seton cool. Smith on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow, support. He's fantastic. Houston, he's coming this weekend. And D.C., the next weekend after that. So follow him. Go find his dates. Shelby, thank you for popping in. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram. Go And Snapchat. But Instagram is where you're, you're pushing it now. It's really happening over there. At Classic Shelb on Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. We'll be back next episode. Boom.